Now's the time to tell tales of the unaccountable. Zambi, what do you fear? What do you fear? Consider you find someone mummified. I already like this story. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We just need you to hunt the giant owl. He just looks too suave to be Dracula. <laughs> too suave to be Dracula. Remember, you are bringing her back to life, so there is that. You got that to pony up on. Be afraid. Be marginally afraid. Welcome to Pulp Nightmare. I'm Mike. I am MB. And I am Hero. And this is an emergency recording of Pulp Nightmare. Oh! We have been drawn here by Hair Hero. I, I'm scared. I'm frightened. I, I don't know what this is about. <laughs> uh, I called an emergency. I'm still in my pajamas. <laughs> it's boy. <laughs> you were in bed with your families. I was in labor. I'm still holding a plush Batman. <laughs> holding it in front play. of me like a shield. I was in my office at my club. <laughs> Mike was playing chess with his daughter, played by Alicia Cuthbert. <laughs> Wait, I want to have sex with my daughter? I mean... So yeah, I called an emergency. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when she was a thing? I miss Alicia Cuthbert. She was cool. I miss her boobs. We all do. MB. <laughs> you know, that, um, that one movie where she played an ex-porn star. What the fuck was the name of that? The Girl Next Door? The Girl Next yeah. Door. Not that bad of a movie. Star Speed Racer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was actually pretty good. The problem w- was was the marketing, which was, this will define a generation. So marketing got obsessed with that. Yeah, that's a, that's a problem a lot of marketing has these days. It's the this of this generation. It's like uh, when a major corporation goes, we want to make a viral video. <laughs> now, I was thinking about this earlier today. How uh, a weird oh, trend. <laughs> yes. We'll get on to the emergency later. First, this tangent. I was thinking about uh, how there was this weird trend a couple of years ago where every time there was a new sitcom, they'd say, well, it's been compared to All in the Family. <laughs> Which just means it's racist. By the way, Gene Stapleton, dead. Oh, no. I, I, to be honest, I already thought she was. Yeah, I was shocked by that. The news for me was Gene Stapleton was alive yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was bizarre to imagine. I like you countering my tangent with a separate tangent. <laughs> <laughs> this is like we're three tangents in. Counterpoints. <laughs> It's like, it's like we're we're in we're in the movie Inception, and it's like we're in the third level of a dream. I see your argument, and I change the topic and reply to it. <laughs> Which reminds me, pants. <laughs> uh, Solomon Grundy wants pants too. Anyway, you're a wife. Why have we been brought here before the council? Why am I? Why am I still scared? Clutch <laughs> your Batman plushie, MB. Uh, it makes both sounds. But uh, I purchased a couple of comic books today. See, uh, earlier today I was perusing the wares of a local 99-cent store, because I live in the South. Yes, this has been established. <laughs> Listen to Blow the Bio Belt. Subscribe to us on Subscribe to them on iTunes. Recent, listen to the recent episode, Hate. Or I tell a hilarious story involving my mother and a buxom waitress. You really have to hear it. It's not what you're thinking. So I... Hey, get your mind out of the guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to finish this goddamn episode. That's three minutes out. <laughs> it's already broken. <laughs> it's like Flexo never left. Well, nightmare owns you, hero. It's the specter of Flexo just <laughs> scream. <laughs> uh, go on, hero. God damn it! But uh, 
One of the things I get, I've gotten a couple of times from this 99 cent store are superhero comic book spectacular fun packs. Hey, kids, come on. Yeah, which are these old packs of 90s comics. And I have no idea if these are like actual packs from the 90s that they just found in a warehouse somewhere or if these are all repackaged ones. Well, they look like uh, they're transparent plastic, have a very generic hero man on the cover. It's just yeah. a guy in a featureless yeah, actually, brown costume. Actually, I remember getting one of those as a kid, so yeah, it's actually from the 90s. Yeah, that that <laughs> wow. sounds exactly like something from the 90s. Yeah. Just the amazing thing about that 99-cent store is they have an entire 90s rack, where they have old baseball cards and garbage pale kids cards. It's like... Hey, kids, your childhood. Look how crappy it was. Some Someone's selling Garbage Pail Kids cards today. That's, that's unheard of. And the amazing thing is these comics come packaged in with trading cards. Oh, the, yeah, last one I got had, the last one I got had a Goonies trading card, which blew my fucking mind. My old uh, uh, compacts I used to get used to come with Marvel trading cards, which were really Were bad. they 3D? Uh, some were, yes. My god, Superman's boasting those chains with his chest. Oh. I used to have a sticker like that. I still don't understand the bursting of chains with his chest thing, but... Because, I mean, why does Superman wrap himself in chains? <laughs> Another... <laughs> <laughs> Anthology of tangents. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just confused why Superman wraps his chest in chains just to prove how fucking strong he is, but... Because that's another Superman. argument. He is a dick. Anyway, I'm sorry, Hero. Continue. I'm going to, just for an example, the one I'm holding in my hand right now, I got from this pack, is from Star Trek, the original series. It's a still from, And the Children Shall Lead, (laughs) which is actually considered the worst episode of Star Trek, the original series. So it's a collector's item. Yes, I feel kind of honored holding this. Okay, there's a description of the episode on the back, and I'm just going to point out that this is on a children's. 1991. Paramount Pictures trading card. Despite their scientist parents' mass suicides, the children on the Starness exposition to Triacus are alive and well when found by the USS Enterprise. The children can't to, a, to invoke Gorgan, their friendly angel, who orders them to take the starship to a planet he can control. Kirk exposes Gorgan with a tricorder tape, first showing the children playing with their parents, then showing their dead parents' graves. Without their support, the raving entity fades into non-existence, and the grieving children are taken to Starbase 4 for therapy and new families. (laughs) That's how they deal with that shit in the future. Therapy and new families. You know, Gene Roddenberry's optimistic future seems a lot worse now. By the way, that description just immediately went awry. <laughs> it just sounded like Children of the Corn. It did. In space. Space corn. Anyway. <laughs> that was weird. Star Trek. But, uh, um, I got two packs. One of these I bought solely because it had X-Men number one by Jim Lee and Chris Claremont. Oh, nice. <gasps> nice. Oh. <laughs> Well, that was a Master Chief's gasp. Wow. (laughs) Emmy's gasping up and down this bitch tonight. (laughs) Anthology of gasp, gasp, gasp. (laughs) That's the one with the awesome villains gallery two-page pinup. Which is one of the... This is one of the first comics I ever have. I think I still have it. Locked away somewhere, but it's all shredded and old. I have it signed by Jim Lee. Impressive. And again, I don't know if this is like a reprint or the actual thing. It's on glossy paper, so I guess it's a reprint. Print, but still cool to have, especially with its insanely '90s fold-out cover. I mean, that comic book I think defined the '90s. Just that one issue. My first issue of X Men ever, where it's implied that Rogue and Magneto have had a sexual relationship. Not surprising. It's really. And- really and put the first X-Men movie in a different light. <laughs> Cannon! I'm just, 
I'm just flipping through it right now. Wolverine is introduced, just bursting through a wall with half of his costume missing and a dismembered robot attacking him. It's like everything we love all at once. Machine in her 90s costume. Psylocke existing. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking insult Betsy Braddock, okay? <laughs> also, because this is the most 90s pack ever, an image comic. Ram, uh, no. This is, I can't read it because there's characters in front of it. Brigade, an Extreme Studios production. Nice. Nice. I'm going to show you the cover to this. It's great for an audio podcast. Like, you can't cut it out. I always got, I always got to be harsh in my content. People at home, remember, Google this. That's what I was going to say. Why didn't you say it, then? Because I was just... just Stop trying to derail my episode, man. But uh, go on and Google Image Comics Brigade Issue 6. The cover is a character who's just Batman, but in a slightly less interesting costume. That's kind of amazing. And blue. (laughs) It just looks like Youngblood characters, but it's not Youngblood. And it, somehow this isn't drawn by Rob Liefeld, despite the fact that none of them have feet. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Extreme prejudice. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I just like opening up the comic and seeing copyright 1993 Rob Liefeld, Inc. So what's... Uh... Merritt Michaels up to these days? Uh, he's taking care of some things. He's That's taking cool. care of some things. I want to read this yeah. comic. What's this comic about? Why does it have I such have a generic no. title? Brigade. Why does it have such a generic everything? Why is Batman there? In his variant snow outfit. <laughs> That's all it looks like, the snow outfit of the Batman action figure. Like, they had to know what they were doing, right? That cowl. With, with bodysuit man behind him. Mm. Who that looks like he's wearing like a variant of the Phoenix uniform. I mean, he's... It's Image Comics, which were pretty much just, fuck you, Marvel and DC, the company. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought that was pretty amazing, looking at it through the plastic in the store. Then I saw the next pack, did a double take, and realized... I would have to buy this next comic just to talk about it on this show. I considered maybe bringing it up on Below the Bible Belt, but I needed this discussed immediately. Also, we're better. <laughs> also, it. I consider this my semi-sequel to your Steel Grip Starkey and the All-Purpose Power <laughs> Tool episode. Because <laughs> I'm going to flip through this comic page by page <laughs> and... Without reading any of the dialogue, try to explain what's going on. Now, I have not read this comic. I have just flipped through it, and already I'm incredibly confused. But we're going to try to make sense of this. Title of this comic is Race Warrior. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No. No, 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 no. Yes. Yes. All right, so I typed in Race War, and I immediately got Race Warrior comic book. Thank you, Google. (laughs) Before you look at this, I want to read to you the full title. Race Warrior, America's Racing Racing Comic comic Book. book. The 7-Up comic book for racing fans. Because this comic is published by 7-Up, the soft drink company. I have to say, I feel a little better. Um, It's no scalped, but I'll take it. (laughs) The cover is this amazingly detailed Brian Boland-esque drawing of the title character, Race Warrior, (laughs) taking (laughs) off his race car helmet. While reflected in the helmet is a horrified black woman. I see it. <laughs> and an old man. 
That's even the <laughs> And an Aryan blue-eyed, blonde-haired boy who looks delighted. Is his name Zax? Probably. I recommend go, <laughs> go home, because we know you're not listening to this at home. You're on the subway car. Google Race Warrior comic book. It's the second image that pops up. You know, we could just do show notes. <laughs> now let them do the work. <laughs> this is Pulp Nightmare, the podcast that doesn't respect you. That is true. Oh my awesome. god, Race Warrior number six has the most amazing cover of all time. I know, but we'll get to that later. Oh, okay, now, but, he, but it has like Hugo Strange on it. <laughs> but Race co- Race Warrior 1 also proclaims a new edition every week. Collect all 38 issues. Jesus Christ, that w- it went longer than fucking Power Mark? <laughs> it went longer than Steel Grip Starkey and the All-Purpose Power Duel. And inexplicably, there's a thing on it that says, Special Feature, Top Guns. I have oh, no yeah. idea what that means. Maybe it has commentary. By the way, this was published March 29th, 2000. What? So it's not even like they have the 90s to excuse themselves. Wait. I, I First of all, you should have asked for your money back. That's not a 90s <laughs> comic. <laughs> I got nothing. What do you I don't understand. How was this not made in the 90s? I don't under how was, I mean 7 up was a thing when this was made. Okay, I turn to the first page. Now I'm not going to read any of the dialogue. But I am going to cheat and say the inside cover details the team of DJ Motorsports. <laughs> okay. This is all text. It's like character bios that you'd find on an early 2000s website for a TV show. Our main, one of our main characters, Mr. DJ, parentheses, Dagwood Johnson. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Is he related to Matt Johnson? Well, as the last remaining male of England's famous racing family, the Johnsons, he is considered one of England's most treasured heroes. (laughs) I like how, for an English guy, he has the generic American name. Other characters are Sister Bonnie, (laughs) Stitch Jordan, and Pilly Spoon. (laughs) Gave up. (laughs) <laughs> Billy Spoon. <laughs> is it, just looking is it, here's my question. Is is Billy Spoon spelled with an E? No, it's just Spoon. Oh, that would have been amazing. I think they were literally just looking around at their office. <laughs> um, Stitch Jordan. Billy Spoon. Sister Bonnie. Uh, Johnson, what's your last name? <laughs> Dagwood Johnson. <laughs> Dagwood? <laughs> so he was just looking at a sandwich. <laughs> Reuben <Okay>. Johnson? <laughs> okay, so the first page is of the Hugo Strange looking motherfucker you pointed out. <laughs> Does he have his cane? Not yet, but he's in a 90s laboratory. Okay, awesome. I like how he's a villain. You can tell because in the fourth panel, he's putting in a compact disc. I just realized the villain has a Ford logo on his jacket. (laughs) Why wouldn't he? Oh, we're going to get into some fucking product placement (laughs) a few pages, believe me. Well, this is sponsored by (laughs) 7-Up. It is published by 7-Up. Listen, this is America's racing comic. Not that bullshit Canadian racing comic. This is America's. It's the, it's the 7-Up comic for racing fans. Not that bullshit Pepsi comic for racing fans. America. He's, look, he's looking up. He's looking at a 3D projection of someone's vital signs. <laughs> like It looks like he's looking at the $6 million man after surgery. And he and his assistant are plotting something. Essentially has a, his own mercy, except she's black and has a fro. So she because what the fuck? Oh my god! 
Okay. <laughs> the next page immediately brings us to the city, which looks like some kind like remember the city at the very end of uh, Six String Samurai. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This apparently takes place in Las Vegas. <laughs> okay. So everything's really bright and sunny and candy colored, and a boy in a wheelchair, his dog, and his two platonic female friends—one black, one white—for diversity—are <laughs> we are merrily wheeling past two giant billboards for Seven Up and Sunkissed that are just built into the side of this building. They're passing. Man, I really want some orange soda. Anybody else get the weird craving for orange soda? All right, they're walking Almost. down the street. And okay, there are these tubes that just look like giant tubes from hamster cages. They're all around the city. So it's also a Futurama ripoff. I was going to say, they're also living in the town of Futurama. The boy suggests something, and the dog whiffs in approval. All right, they're all sitting down at a table, drinking Sunkissed. And you can tell it's Sunkissed because it's just the Sunkissed logo photoshopped onto the cans they're drinking. <laughs> it looks really awkward. You know, I think I, I think Mike's onto something. I I want some orange soda too. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's got like this sudden like I can I can feel it. Like I just got this craving for it. Yeah. And up above them, preparing to go into the tubes, are two maintenance workers wearing Seven Up T-shirts. You can tell this because it's the Seven Up logo photoshopped onto their T-shirts. You know, not to, not to change topics real quick, but MB, don't you think Seven Up is like a really refreshing? I'll you know, make seven up yours. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just thinking that earlier today. Yeah, that just, uh, just popped in my head. It's really refreshing. Yeah, I'm sorry, hero. Go on. All right, they're apparently cutting in line in front of some kids who want to play on the Futurama tube. <laughs> an angry, an angry father yells at them. They say "fuck you, old man" and hop into the tube anyway. But the second guy is too morbidly obese to fit, and he gets stuck. Judge Dredd comes and arrests him. It'll be moving. <clears throat> Next page. <laughs> we change scene yet again to the future racetrack, where we meet the other villain of this piece. Who? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to describe this. It's become, a, it's become a Spider-Man 3 situation. There are too many villains already. <laughs> this character is wearing a green jumpsuit. With the Seven Lup logo on his chest, gigantic, like he's fucking Captain Amazing. Shoulder pads, a a collar, fins on his. What the fuck? (laughs) He's wearing these weird gloves that have fins on the end of them, but the glove like stops right above the wrist and then just forms into the jumpsuit. He looks like Cable. It looks like if Luigi became Cable. <laughs> Which could happen, thanks to time travel. That okay, was the so, second Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay, so... The two assholes from earlier run up to this guy. Apparently they're his pit crew. Now he points to a sinister future van that has Ford Racing on the side. You know, Mike, aren't Ford... Isn't that just a great company you know it really like, is they, they they give a lot of jobs to to many people i mean that's they really help the ve- economy like aren't their vehicles just top-notch v- reliable it's an american uh, icon affordable it's an american icon Go on. okay we flip the page and again another change of scene as we, we once again see hugo strange sitting in his evil office drinking an evil cup of coffee you can tell it's an evil cup because he's only holding it with his thumb and his index finger. Does the cup say Folgers? No. It just but lied. The other villain who, to keep from getting confused, I'll refer to this other villain as Luigi Sevenopolis. That's he's not confusing at all, but go on. He's talking to him on a video screen, and I just noticed his green sunglasses have the words Team Up emblazoned on them. Also, his color also says Team Up. He also has a goatee, just so you know. He's a bad guy. 
The goatee says team up on it. <laughs> he walks away dramatically after their confrontation, and Jesus Christ at that costume. <laughs> All right, apparently at the crotch level, the 7-Up jumpsuit gives way to these weird body stockings that have a Charlie Brown zigzag pattern on them. Which is the same zigzag pattern that's on Hugo Strange's jacket. By the way, Hugo Strange also has a Ford logo on his lapel and a Valvoline logo next to it. Yeah, I saw that. So even the so even the evil professors have their outfits sponsored. And exactly opposite this page is a gigantic Seven Up ad. All right, so we see the guy in the gigantic Seven Up costume turn the page with the gigantic Seven Up ad. And immediately on the page following it is an equally gigantic sun-kissed ad. Which <laughs> is just a can of sun-kissed. One nation under the sun. And the next page is all about Team Sun-Kissed. <laughs> Capitalism, the comic. Go on. <laughs> Their car is covered in several sun-kissed logos, and they're all wearing sun-kissed jumpsuits. Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. There are 17 fucking Sunkiss logos on this page. I thought you were going to say in this panel. That would have been amazing. I just want to say, already, this makes more sense than Steel Grip Starkey. <laughs> By the way, every, every page has at the very bottom, to learn more about Team Race Warrior, www.teamracewarrior.com. Oh, oh. MB, go to that right yes. now. <laughs> right, I'm sorry, it's www.racewarrior.com. So they don't even have the team to protect them. By the way, at the bottom of the Sunkissed page, it just says, What happened to Speedy? Racewarrior.com. <laughs> All right, well, MB looks that up. Keep going. The next page International Racing Federation, racewarrior.com. They're essentially doing hashtags before they existed. And we gotta start oh tweeting that, by God. the way. Hashtag race warriors. I turn the page, and we <laughs> and we are treated to race warrior in the gigantic sun-kissed outfit. He essentially looks like Samus Aaron with sun-kissed written across his chest. <laughs> and a helmet that says race warrior on the bottom. Does he also have an arm cannon? No, that's the only thing is miss- that's missing. He has the gigantic shoulders and also a Ford logo. By the way, um, racewarrior.com does no longer exist. Oh. No. Okay, keep talking. I'm going to the Internet Archive. <laughs> keep talking. All right. Everybody is just in fucking awe of Race Warrior appearing. Like even the old man who looks like Stan Lee, who I assume is Dagwood Johnson. The Uncle Ben of the group, even he is in awe of Race Warrior. And Luigi Sevenopoulos and his Vulcan Skull teammates see him up here and are just fucking shocked. Like, I did not know he would race this race. So Luigi points to them and demands that they do something to make sure that he does not race this race. And the race is being raced. And the guy, call- <laughs> the guy calling the race is wearing... A space helmet with a giant bulb on just one of his eyes. I'm not entirely sure what this accomplishes, but he has an amazing Vincent Van Gogh beard. <laughs> so, does this take place in the future? Or I, I don't get it. It takes place in the future where Seven Up rules the world. It's uh, like Rollerball. This is how we decide politics. <laughs> But, oh, Race Warrior beats Luigi. And, hey, the kid in the wheelchair shows up to the race. (laughs) Okay. Race Warrior exits his car, looking enigmatic and mysterious, walking past a sign that says, No fans beyond this point. The kid in the wheelchair rolls up to him, apparently asking him for an autograph or something. Race Warrior looks at him. Walks over to the door and slams it in his face. And the kid just hangs his head with a big <laughs> frown. <laughs> okay. Okay, Race by the way, Warrior. I um I'm on the Internet Archive. I found screenshots of racewarrior.com. My god. Um the banner is all the characters. 
Um, uh, characters, archive, equipment, weekly news, weekly online episode. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Please tell me there's a motion comic. Uh, play our scavenger hunt two game. Uh, team store, a, a 2001 celebration. By the way, this site existed up to 2005. <laughs> team store, a 2001 celebration. Save 40% during this limited time offer. Uh, for, for this and more great stuff, click here. Apparently, they had a store. <laughs> I want to buy a Race Warrior t-shirt. So uh, Miss that it. just says Race Warrior with nothing else. Uh, Miss Petty's Quiz. Mark Martin, a Race Warrior personal in-depth interview. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the team store still existed. It's not fair. Meanwhile, back in the world of Race Warrior... Other races raced, and Race Warrior wins again against Luigi Sevenopoulos. Now, Luigi is being interviewed by a reporter as he exits the car. He apparently grabs the microphone and starts delivering a heel speech. <laughs> <laughs> which causes the crowd to erupt and start throwing cans at him. Sadly, they do not have the Seven Up or Sunkiss logo on them. Okay, but he just I'll... shakes his hand at them like he's the Green Goblin at the end of Spider-Man. Uh, time out for a second. I just uh, loaded an image from <laughs> back in 2000 from this website, and it looks – not all the images are loading, but one is loading that has text. It's, it's a banner explaining the comic. On the tracks of Race Warrior, man and machine merge <laughs> as a single unit as they compete for the IRF's Valvoline Cup 2020 Series Championship. And in the background image, just a close-up of a uh, race warrior's eye glinting. <laughs> That's a perfect setup for the last page, which is the boy in the wheelchair and his dog, who I assume his name's Sparky, of course. just sitting there moping. Like The kid has a fucking racing flag attached to his wheelchair. He was so psyched for this race. And he's just monologuing to his dog about... How he's going to find out the true identity of the race warrior. And I guess get that autograph. And the final battle is him raising up his hand with a tear in his eye. Swearing that he will find the race warrior. And kill him. By the way, the kid also has an earring. <laughs> of course. To be continued. By the way, um, I just realized when you load up the, the old 2000 era site... There is a quick sound, quick time sound clip of a wheel screeching. <laughs> Originally, they were going to have it rigged with a microchip so that every time you turned a page, a um, tire would screech. By the way, this is not all there is to this comic. Really? After the initial story, is there a story where also... Race Warrior is a good guy? <laughs> There's a I... custom comics real life racing feature. <laughs> Be a story on NASCAR's six fastest tire changers. <laughs> and there is a, let's see, one, two, three, five-page text piece on tire changers in late 90s NASCAR. Featuring Top Gun, Jeff Chandler, front tire changer, Tommy Wallace, front tire changer, Michael Lingerfeld, front tire changer. Sean Parker, rear tire changer, and Mike Trower, front tire changer. But not before closing with the piece de la resistance, Mark Hollywood Armstrong, <laughs> front tire changer. So they really had to fill those pages. Okay, I got um, a page from the Team Store Race Warrior website to load. Um, okay, by, by the way, there's a banner that says, issue number five, will the real Zach's Please Stand Up is now available in stores. <laughs> um, team store, our pit crew is currently under the hood, building an engine that will allow you to buy our comic books and some great race warrior features. So please stop back later. While you're here, use our store locator to see where you can buy race warrior comic book series. Mark Martin is the race warrior. 100% <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
This 100% quality cotton t-shirt depicts Mark Martin as the race warrior and depicts a new number six Valvoline Cummins Ford Taurus to be raced by Mark Martin in 2000. This introductory offer is available for a limited time only. $21.95 plus shipping and handling. To order, contact Sport Service Inc. at 1-800-745-6472 or at... Bob Bim at SportsServiceInc.com At AOL <laughs> Hero sent an email <laughs> By the way, I have one more surprise After the Hawaiian Punch and A&W ads On the inside Mike, back cover Mike, Go ahead Mike, have you, have you ever had this sudden craving for Hawaiian Punch? <laughs> it's weird you were saying that. I was just thinking of running to the store and get some Hawaiian punch. Yeah, I've been craving an A and W malt for a while. Yeah, but, me too. I, I I don't know why. But on the inside back cover, the cast list continues with the Sundown Racing Team, featuring Manuel Peso. Shockingly, he was born in Durango, Mexico. They actually have a character named Manuel Peso. Wow. That is incredibly racist. Personal life. Dedicated family man. He lives in Acapulco, Mexico with his wife and five sons and three daughters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I've got to read this. Um... I'm on racewarrior.com slash history, <laughs> where they're describing the 2020 stock car racing accelerates into a world of high-tech excitement and peril. With the development of superior vehicles, cyber technology, and super looper battle tracks, the Valvoline Cup Series has become the spectator's sport of choice. Preview our racing schedule and background information on the teams that drive the International Racing Federation. Let us set the pace for the action that will keep you on the edge of your seat. If you already have Adobe Acrobat software installed on your computer, click here to view the Race Warrior development timeline. I hope this link still works. (laughs) All right, while we wait for that, I'm going to read out the rest of the cast list. Felix Salteri Jr., Justin Jetty, and the mysterious Ginger Gnome. Southern girl and female NASCAR racer. And gnome. Okay, uh, Hero, what's what's your issue number? Issue one. Okay. Uh, Issue one, Race with Destiny. Augusta Wind, senior technician for Team Race Warriors, is confronted in the garage by Ty Rod Roberts of Team (laughs) Up. Zax Hammer, senior driver for Team Race Warrior, arrives just in time to interrupt Ty Rod's advances on Augusta. Issue number one ends with an explosive exit by Zax and Augusta. Available in stores for only 99 cents with purchase with a 7-Up beverage. <laughs> so they gave you this comic when you bought a 7-Up. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> this, uh, looking at the covers for the later issues, which get amazingly pretentious. Shocking. The special Jeff Gordon feature. <laughs> one of these looks like it was drawn by Bill Psycho once. Okay. What's, so what I, is it? I clicked on alliances. Just like NASCAR, we've assembled a premier group of corporate sponsors to help bring our project to life. And with the number six Valvoline Ford Taurus driver Mark Martin wearing this Race Warrior brand on his helmet and uniform, we have to look up pictures of Mark Martin wearing that outfit. We're destined for a good time. <laughs> I was right. searching for it. I couldn't find it. God damn it. Okay. Like, so, I think they've scorched the earth. Uh, this is a, There's a list of them on the side. Mark Martin, Matt Martin, Valvoline, 7-Up and Diet 7-Up, Sunkissed, Hawaiian Punch, A&W Root Beer, Sundrop, Welch's, Vernon's, and then Squirt. I don't even know what that is. And Sports <laughs> and Country Time. Squirt? Squirt. I'm looking this up. What the fuck is that? I have a cup full of squirts, son. It was... <laughs> the time was 1938. America was in the Great Depression. It was a time for new ideas and hard work. 
A man who advanced one of those ideas was Herb Bishop, who experimented with Citrus Club, a recently popular non-carbonated soft drink bottled in Arizona. I can't even get through this. Bishop created a new carbonated drink which required less fruit and less sugar. In Bishop's opinion, it was the freshest, most exciting taste in the marketplace. He named it Squirt. <laughs> You squirt onto your tongue. It's like squeezing a grapefruit. <laughs> what the fuck, Herb? Race Warrior, proud sponsor of Squirt. <laughs> By the way, the back cover has an ad for Mark Martin is the Race Warrior, the shirt. And it actually just says Race Warrior on it. <laughs> a white, plain white shirt with giant yellow letters that say Race Warrior. There's also another one uh, of a separate Race Warrior costume that looks absolutely nothing like the one in the comic, but has an even bigger Valvoline logo. Of course. Valvoline Cummins. Oh, God. It's him leaping over the hood. <laughs> Of a race car with an explosion behind him, holding a checkered flag in his hand. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm clicking on a weekly uh, online episode. We do commentary for it. Oh, God. Oh, you have to log in. That's bullshit. You have to join this fucking site? <laughs> <laughs> you must have registered a username and password to log in. God damn it. You have not been verified white. <laughs> this is bullshit. Oh, there is a, I'm clicking on characters now. The sparkling Zack's hammer. <laughs> All right. Uh, there would be a character named Zack's. Yes. All right. I clicked on Team Race Warrior. <laughs> Dr. Bill Raskin, PhD. Zack's hammer. Spider Ford. Augusta Wind. Speedy Pittman Jr. Bumper. Maggie Pittman. <laughs> Cam Again, Ford. they're just naming things they see around the house. <laughs> All right, now I'm looking up Team Up. All right. Oh, God. Evil Andy Gosselow. <laughs> Literally. Evil Andy Gosselow. That is in his name. His first name is Evil. <laughs> Ty Rod Roberts. Thrasher Jones. Skidmark and Pothole. Psst, I don't even have to say it. I know those are the Balkan Skull. Let's see, uh, Team Up, owned by Evil Andwar I- Igor Gosselo. <laughs> the two-car team of meanies is led by T- Ty Rod Roberts and Thrasher Jones, with crew chief Lube Job leading... <laughs> Wait, what? No, 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 no. Yeah. You cannot advance past that one. With ch- crew chief Lube Job leading... Shidmark and Pothole in the pits. The 7-Up and Diet 7-Up Chevys are tough to beat. Lube job. Proud sponsors of Squirt. <laughs> Alright, uh, Bulldog Racing. Okay, I'm clicking on this one. Uh, Big Sam Robinson. Pit Daddy. Dusty Walker. Marty Martin. <laughs> Alright, Sundown Racing. Marty Martin? Just Marty Mark. Okay, uh, there's Manuel Peso, uh, Felix Saltaire, Justin Jetty, Ginger Gnome. Tell, tell me, does Ginger Gnome have pigtails? Um, uh, you know, let me see if her picture works. I gotta click on her profile. Yes, they all have profiles I can click on. Uh, apparently Ginger Gnome, oh, it's just a silhouette of her, God damn it. Uh, it does have, okay, birth name, Ginger Gnome. Birthday, June 14th, 1998. Birthplace, Evansville, Indiana, MB. Uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Uh, Yes, this all checks out with the character bios on the back page. Okay, it's consistent. Okay. Uh, Attended the University of Kentucky. Left after her sophomore year to to pursue her dream of becoming the first female driver to race an IRF team. All right. uh, Okay, let me go over to DJ Motorsports here. Uh, Mr. DJ, Sister Bonnie. Stitch Jordan, Billy Spoon. That's where that's that's where those guys come in. I do want to look up the bio for uh, 
for Evil Andy here. Sadly, they do not have a, uh, a bio for Evil Andor Igor Gosselow. Well, that tells you everything you need to know. All right. Well, I like I like Felix's personal life. He lives alone with his three Great Dane dogs, Silver, Blue, and Pandora. However, many of his friends and teammates suspect that his relationship with Sundown Racing's driver, Ginger Gnome, is more than platonic. Okay, Evil Andy Gosselow, full name, Adwar Igor Gosselow. So, uh, born in Warsaw, Poland. His eyes are golden, and he's single. (laughs) Uh, um, His eyes literally golden. Apparently. He has a monocle, so it's hard to tell. Undergraduate and master's degree in international business from the University of Moscow. Doctorate in street smarts and extended studies with the meanies of Moscow. At the age of 29 was... What is that, like a fucking ska group? I I assume so. At the age of 29 was the youngest senior monitor for the Eastern Powers over the small country of Slobodia. Made his first fortune by age 32... By the age of 37, he had an international reputation for being a ruthless businessman, bought his first European racing team in 2005, and is recognized by the IRF as a valid team owner in 2013. That's this year. That's that's where this shit's going down. <laughs> no family except his lifelong friend, Lube Job. He's consumed with... <laughs> uh, I'm glad to have you by my side, Lube Job. He's consumed with the idea that becoming the dominant team owner of the IRF will enhance his chances of world domination. He will stop at nothing to win. Yes, you do. <laughs> First NASCAR, then the world! Uh, shall we look up Thrasher Jones? <laughs> well, I love how we haven't even touched on the fact that this book is called Race Warrior. <laughs> Like, how did that get past them? <laughs> uh, right, I'm looking up Zach's Hammer right now. All right, Zach's Hammer. Mechanical engineering degree, Texas A&M. Full name is Zachary Jackson Hammer. <laughs> wait, wait, is this like an alias of Doc Hammer and Jackson Public? I know. Uh, rookie of the Year in 2015. Runner-up to his brother-in-law, Marv Pittman, in 2016 and 2017 for the Valvoline Cup Series Championship. Won the Vavilene Cup Series Championship in 2019. First driver to survive three cyber energy bursts during a single race. First driver to ever race with a Pittman Raskin VR helmet. He's Maggie Pittman's younger brother, Speedy's uncle, and a very close and a very close friend of Augustus. Oh. All right, I got I got to look up Doctor Bill Raskin, PhD. Like the amount of backstory and exposition involved in this series. I know. Like they created a world to advertise Seven Up and Sunkist. Full name: Doctor William Re- Lee Raskin, PhD. Apparently, PhD is just his last name. <laughs> Undergraduate and master's degree in computer technology and cyber electronics from Georgia Tech. Youngest dean of the School of Cyber Sciences at MIT. Taught cyber electronic design. This just just like be saying cyber every five seconds. Okay. Well, it was two thousand. Who is? Okay, who the f- okay Spider Four? I'm trying to look up who the fuck who, Race Warrior. I thought I thought it was that. <laughs> it's a mystery. Mechanical engineering degree, University of Alabama. <laughs> so he's a local boy. We produce the Race Warrior. Okay, I give up. I'm not reading all this. <laughs> <laughs> race Warrior has defeated you. Uh, With its vast universe. I highly look. I highly recommend to everybody. By the way, from what I can gather, this site stopped being updated sometime in the year 2000, 2001, probably. So, there you go. That's, uh... So, what's... There's one thing we haven't figured out. What is the fucking plot of this comic? I don't know. Because it just seems to be they race. Like, they drive around in a circle on the weekend. This race warrior guy beats the shit out of black dudes. I assume... I like how this is nothing like we thought it was based off of the title. This is also supposed to be 20 minutes. I didn't think you'd get taken with the website like you did. Uh, this website's fucking gold. Who knew uh, they would have such detailed background? <laughs> Alright, the writers are Terry Collins, Mike Barron, and Claire B. Lang. 
That's another thing. At no point do they credit the writers or the artists in this comic. Well, it was um, written by some... It's like the fucking 30s again. So that was Race Warriors. Race Warrior. There was only one Race Warrior. I, I apologize. Do not, it, do not make a mistake with that, or he will fuck you up. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's Mark Martin, so there you go. <laughs> that was the biggest reveal. Because when you think of Race Wars, you think of NASCAR. And well, now, jobs. I, now I just have to get the other 37 issues. I, I want to find a picture of him wearing that fucking outfit so bad. I just want to see a, a photo of him that says Mark Martin is the race warrior. You, uh, the, the, <laughs> that that shirt has to be on eBay somewhere, right? That's why I'm going to get Matt for his birthday. Race warrior. I always wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a huge fan. He has every issue. Why didn't you say you were a fan? He and Baco, the talking corrupt police dog, are my two greatest motivations in life. <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am today without them. He says that as he looks over his shoulder to a disabled child and then slams the door in his face. Our hero. No autographs and- today, Sonny Jim. Old Johnson's got to sleep. <laughs> sleep and dream. Oh, such idiocy. Anyway. That's from this episode of Pulp Nightmare. I've been Mike. I've been MB. And I have been Mark Martin as the Race Warrior. As Hero. Um, let's all go grab some uh, Sunkist. No, I could go for a Hawaiian Punch. You know, I could go for a Root Beer, A&W. You know, I could go for a Squirt in my mouth. Listen next week to another tale of the strange and terrifying. Wow. Oh, comic books by the pound. It's got one of those subscription cards inside of it. I like how you subscribe to this and it just sends you random comic books from all throughout history. <laughs> the subscription is based on the pounds. Five pounds, four ninety nine. Ten pounds, eight ninety nine. Twenty five pounds, nineteen ninety nine. Fifty pounds, thirty four ninety nine. Who orders the, fifty pounds of comic books? That's actually a good price for fifty pounds of comic books. <laughs> I mean, that's what like ten thousand. What the fuck? I'm just not weigh that much. <laughs> Do they have any idea what they're doing? That's like that's like a couple hundred dollars worth of comic books. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Comics are, t- are fucking 22 pages of paper. What the fuck? <laughs> it's not like they're fucking printed with lead. I mean, what? <laughs> the staple is way more than the actual book. <laughs> but, uh, have pleasant nightmares. <laughs>